Hello, and my name is Pete Rushmer, and I'm your host today of A Half Dozen Things podcast. A Half Dozen Things is a podcast for business owners just like you. Whether you're an underdog hungry for success, or you're already smashing it, but want to continue to level up, we are here each week for you to get insight and learning from the very best in the business. No fluff, no BS, and no self-proclaimed gurus talking about how easy business or life is. I'm buzzing to be joined today by Pete White from White's Transport Services. He's the mastermind behind their Facebook page with over 80,000 followers and absolutely hilarious Facebook posts. I really do recommend you follow their page. Have a listen to today's episode. Pete's an absolute gentleman and a real, real stalwart of the transport sector. I'm dead pleased to have him on the show. Please do listen and share it with your friends. I don't know if you just got that, but an American lady just told us we were recording. Yeah, I've got it, yeah. <laughs> Red lights rolling then, Pete. So today, listeners, I'm joined by uh, Pete White of White's Transport Services. Uh, what an absolute legend Pete is. Uh, he makes my day every time I look on social media and I see Facebook and I see what White's have been up to. I think it's absolutely brilliant. So, um, Pete, if and I've seen your emails as well, I think... You've got an interesting job title as well, not just transport manager. So for the benefit of the listeners who won't, who may not necessarily follow White's Transport Services, and if you don't, I recommend that you do um, because it's a, it's it's the best best Facebook page out there. I think it's absolutely brilliant. But yeah, Pete, tell people a little bit about who you are, what you do and that kind of thing, mate. Well, I've been running my dad's business, White's Transport Services, for probably the last 20 years. Um, even though Ray's, Ray's a number one, um, he's sort of taken a back seat and leaves the operational stuff to me. Um, we run a fleet of, uh, we got 30 trailers, we got 18 of our own trucks and we run subcontractors uh, pulling our trailers and their own trailers uh, with UK and, Europe, UK and European fridge work, mainly hanging meat. Um, we sort of, we're, we're in a niche specialized market. Um, we're, we're, we're exporting British meat into Europe over to Ireland and back. Uh, if wherever we go to, we, we backload with various seasonal, um, products back into the UK. So when we go to France, we load back with yogurt and bread and wine. And when we go to Italy, it's pastas and pizzas and fruit and vegetables. And, and, um, it's just, we, we've got a big, we've got a big network of contacts. We will go absolutely anywhere. And uh, we are, a, we are just slightly different from your average haulage company. Yeah. I love that, mate. Love that. And, and how long's the company been going, Pete, if you didn't say how, how long you've been, how long's it been Ray? Ray started up as an owner driver in 92. Um, as, as many owner drivers found it really tough to start with. Um, but really it was 2003 when we changed from a sole trader to a limited company, which is when I started working for him, uh, just before then. Um, and we sort of grown to where we are today. We, 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 we're, we're only on 18 trucks, but we, with the work that we've got, we could, we could double that. We could, we could have gone much bigger than we have, but mm. as we're a family based company, we keep, it's just I run the operational side. My my brother Dan runs the office. My dad's wife Paula is the company secretary in charge of all the finances, and then Ray just well, sort of oversees it all, if you like. But he, um, but it's just if, if the more the, the bigger we got, the more staff we would have to take on, and, um, and and we just like to keep it as a family company. We've employed outside people before; doesn't work for us. Um, it is we are you you definition of a family-run business yeah love that love that pete and i think that's great that you keep it in the business as well because as you let people in that can sometimes change change the way things are done and it doesn't doesn't happen the way you want it to and that kind of thing um, yeah we've we've tried it before it just it just didn't work we've we've taken on people that um that they're, they're proven to, to to be able to do what they what, what they come to do but it's just a, a family environment is a different environment to work in we've um we've working for 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 my dad i call him ray i don't call him i don't call him my dad it makes me feel like a child um but, but <laughs> with we're, we're working we're working for for family for, for for ray it is the best way to describe it is you, you have to deal with so much more shit than you would have to do if I was just a normal employee for a normal transport company. Um, but you also get a lot more benefits that you wouldn't yeah. get 
Um, I got a nice company car. I um, I literally like left work today at dinner time because I wanted to. And if I didn't want to go in tomorrow, I wouldn't go in. Is um, I can choose my own hours. I can come and go as I please. But my attitude for the job is, and it always has been, whatever is needed to get the job done, I will do it. If I have to go in at two o'clock in the morning to transship a load or to go and tip a load and 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 work till till late in the evening. I, I will. Um, and the, the difference between us and other people is me and Ray drive ourselves. Um, yeah. And we do it because we love, we love driving. Um, so uh, Ray is on his way to Ireland at the minute. <clears throat> we got a driver on holiday. So yeah. Ray said he jumped, Ray said he'd jump in the truck for a few days. So he's, he's off to Ireland, uh, which, he, which he, the Irish work is his favorite work since, since Brexit. Ray's not, um, he's not been out the country with a truck since Brexit. Um, Jesus. Okay. Yeah, he just Ray is not too keen on all the customs formalities. Even though we've got it, even though we've got it dialed in, some of the delays that we get whilst waiting for the clearance because of our uh, because of the goods that we carry, we have to have extra checks and extra inspections. And to start off with, the delays were quite bad. And um, and Ray said, "No, I'm not doing that anymore." He, he would do. He, he he would do if we needed to. We we both went out the country a, a month or so ago. We, we had a driver that was taken ill in um, in Belgium. Uh, he was in hospital overnight. Um, they said they were going to keep him in for a couple of days. So uh, me and Ray both went out together. I brought the truck and trailer back and, and Ray brought the driver back when he was released from hospital. So um, that's probably the only time Ray's been out the country uh, since since Brexit uh, in to, to do anything regarding work. He's, he's, he's out the country all the time with his hobby, which is motocross racing. Uh, me and from, from Ray's first marriage, I'm the youngest of six sons. Um, and then Ray is remarried to Paula, who's a company secretary, and they have got a son and a daughter. And uh, Ray's son Ben, who's I think he's nineteen now, went my my brother. He he is uh, he's he's a pretty keen motocross racer, and that is Ray's hobby. He has got a big um, RS motocross truck, which which he takes all over Europe. Um, nice. Recently, yeah, recently he's been to Poland. He's been down to Spain, uh, numerous trips to to Ireland, um, Scotland, and. And, and Holland and Germany, he goes uh, south of France, and that that is what Ray lives for. Is um, he Ray needs a transport company to subsidise his motocross because <laughs> the amount he spends on motocross is eye watering. But he loves he loves it. He absolutely loves it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bro, I, I don't know a lot about it to be fair, motocross, but I've I've had friends who are dead dead into it. Isn't it like you know? Getting the old dirt bikes out and just getting a bit muddy yeah. and having a good old race, right? Yeah, pretty much. It's it's um it's a very physical sport. It's not a non-contact sport at all. It is like elbows and knees and um and it is it is a very aggressive hobby. But when 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 my dad was when I was a kid, I, my dad was a European lorry driver. So he's had it. So he's, he's he's been doing it for years. But my back back in the days where you could where you could do things that you're not allowed to do anymore. Ray would, he would leave on a Sunday night and he would be home the following Saturday lunchtime, wherever he went across Europe, he would make sure that he was back on the Saturday. And then it would be Saturday afternoon, getting the bikes ready. And then Sunday we would all go racing. And that was our family thing. So, um, uh, yeah, we, he had a pretty, yeah, he had a pretty hectic life, but all through my childhood, every Sunday was, was wherever we, mainly in the southwest of England. I live in Western Supermare. That's where that's where Ray's originally from, and um, my whole childhood was was Sundays. We were at, we were at motocross racing wherever it was. But uh, t- times were hard back then. Just beg, steal, and borrow to make it work. But um, but we did but we we did make it work. But Ray has now got the uh, got, he's got the time now, um, mm-hmm. and he's probably got the money now where he didn't have it years ago. To, yeah. to 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 enjoy motocross and 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 do it how he how how he's he's always wanted to do it but he Love is that. um yeah he's just spent the weekend in Plymouth and he's away next weekend he he um that that for for if you ask Ray what the most important thing is to him it's motocross <clears throat> without right. doubt definitely mm. okay yeah okay, nice that's cool that's cool so Pete one of the things I uh, I came across uh, how I come across you and and how I come across White's Transport because I'm all the way up in Peterborough uh, was Facebook, which is like, obviously it's just like a global thing now. And you've got like a, a, a mega following on Facebook and that's a big thing for you. And I saw, I saw probably a, a couple of years ago now, I think I first started following the page and I saw a post go up and it was one of the best transport related posts that I've seen in ages. And I was crying with laughter and it was one of the drivers has just shared his email address with me. Scannyaboy, <laughs> scannyaboy48 at hotmail.co.uk. What a melt. 
I know. Do you know, I got in trouble for that. I, I did. I, I I did get in trouble for that. It, it was it was on a Friday night, um, because uh, with with the new customs procedures, sometimes the customs documents come through late in the evening, um, so they send them to me on an email. Then I have to send them to the driver because because we do uh, refrigerated work. It is very unsociable hours. There is no there is no there is no time on the twenty four hour clock that isn't a start time for a fifteen hour shift for one of my drivers. And um, so I, I asked all the drivers to send me all of their emails email addresses so i could send it to our customers and the agents that do the deal with our customer paperwork and if, if this is between these hours you need to you need to send it back to everybody but include the driver so when the drivers leave the abattoirs they've got five six seven hours driving before they get to the euro tunnel so and it takes a few hours to if a, i've got a driver leaving an abattoir at nine o'clock tonight and and it'll probably be midnight before we get the paperwork so they now know to send it to the driver so every everybody's got an email address they're quite embarrassed often when they set up when they was a kid and 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 this lad is a lad called rich and uh and and, and, I, and I put it on facebook what, what i should have done was i should have i should have cut out a little bit of it but i didn't i put it all on there i'd got home on a friday night i'd had a few coronas um, i thought it was quite funny so i just posted it and then i fell asleep woke up in the morning and i had a call for, I, had a, I, had a, I had a message from the driver saying call me so i rang him and he had his um he had his netflix hacked and his password changed he had people try and hack into his bank online banking he was set up for all of these gay um websites and, and dating apps and uh and and he was screenshot me everything it was it was 100 uh, and he, he he did see the funny side of it a few days later but it did take him a while to calm down but i did i it, yeah it was fair it was really funny it was really really funny i just shouldn't i shouldn't have put the whole email address down that 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 was a schoolboy error but i was probably three or four coronas in after after a hectic week and i just thought i post things that i think people will find interesting so we have got the when i for the last time i checked our facebook page we've got seventy four thousand followers but we've also got we got eighty thousand people that no, we've got 74,000 likes, but we've got 80,000 followers. So that those 6,000 followers, I believe, are, are pages that follow us as well. So it's not just people that follow us, it's businesses and other pages that follow us. And um, and it is it is it is unreal the 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 follow, the reach that we've got and 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 the following we've got, and it tells me from what parts of the world these people follow us. They're, they are from everywhere. But um, yeah, I do. I, if I think something is interesting, whether it's something we've done good, whether it's something we've done bad, whether there's any brushes we've had with the authorities and different countries, which we've had many um, over the years, uh, if, I, if I think people will find it interesting and we do interesting work as well. There is there is only a very small percentage of drivers that can say that they've driven in Europe. Um, mm. So and I think lots, so many of them would love to do it. But A, they've never had the opportunity or B, they're not brave enough, or C, they've got a family at home that won't allow them to do it. But there's, there's numerous reasons why. But um, I, only took my, I only got my license um, three years ago. There's a sarcastic comment a driver made to me, so, um, which made me get my license. And, um, and, and, and since then, I have, I have been, um, I've, I've done numerous trips across the water. I've been to Holland, I've been to Belgium. I've taken a few trailers that were going to Spain and Portugal, heading down into France and then swapping over and, and same with trailers going to Italy. But uh, I, I'm very soon, I, I, I'm going to be going to Italy in a truck. I, I'm just waiting for a really easy job to come up, which is just one delivery rather than the usual multi-drop do um just to pick a little bit of the cream but i really i really want to um to, i really want to drive go, go through the mont blanc into italy and then right. and then i'm quite happy to i'm quite happy to go through the tunnel change trailers and back again just go into the aosta valley i i've put, i i know europe like the back of my hand um, for my geo my geography my my i got a daughter that's just about to pick a gcses and i told her to choose spanish and and geography are just two things i wish i tried harder with when i was younger but i um i do know europe really really well i've known europe really well for a long time however it's only the last three years really i've had a chance to do it myself um mm. but it is yeah it is it's, it's, my my job is I see it as a as as a wheel that's spinning and you can't let it stop spinning. It has to keep spinning all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, so what, what I just took a week off recently. It was the only week off I've had all year, and it and it took me a lot of long days last week to get working at home, working in the office for 
12 hours and then coming home and working at home for four or five hours, sat at, the, sat at the table with my laptop, just trying to get my paperwork and my spreadsheets and everything back up to date. Because even though Ray can do it, he doesn't like it anymore. He doesn't want it anymore. And my my brother, Dan, he is the the most laid back, easygoing person you can ever wish, wish to work for. And he's, he's in charge of all the compliance side, the tachographs, the immigration side, the maintenance. And, and that, the, Dan is the reason it, that the paperwork is, uh, is very good for us. And it's, I'm, I'm not very good. I, I am more using my brain um, and just making things happen and planning. And, and uh, I deal with all the maintenance side. I make sure everything is ready to be sent for MOT, to be sent for inspection. And But Dan is the one that deals with all the paperwork after that because yeah. believe, believe it or not, the, the, the paperwork side of it is just as important as the operational side of it. If, if, if a driver now has a, has a defect, um, just the, and, he, and, he, and, he, and he sends us a defect report in a trailer has something wrong with it you can't just get someone to fix it and forget about it you now have to have a paper trail of the driver defecting it us booking it in with, with, a, with a repair and then the invoice if it needs if it needs a set of brake pads the invoice for those brake pads and then the proof that it's been done by him it's the, paperwork, the paper trail involved in what we do is, is enormous but it's, I can I can see why there's when 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 lorries have accidents, it's, it is catastrophic, um, and 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 when lorries are involved in big accidents, people die, and and so I can understand why the safety is yeah. such a big thing. Which which I'm, I'm we're all for. Don't get me wrong. It is, um, but it just creates so much work. We 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 all me me Dan and and Ray's wife Paula. We we all we all work really hard. Probably too hard to be honest, but it is. I, I'm a bit of a control freak with the way with the way I plan my trucks. I, mm. I've seen <clears throat> I've I've seen many people and how they plan, and I'm I'm not saying they're, that that I'm better than anybody else, but I would say I'm different to everyone else. The the, 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 the way the way I organise it. Yeah, got you. I think uh, you know I I've made a business out of the compliance side of stuff, Pete. To be honest, because there's so much to do and it's so hard for for operators to stay right. Um, and 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 we're just there to try and help, really. But um, one of the things I was going to ask you then, with with you being so heavily involved with Europe and that kind of thing, what what side of the fence did you sit on? I know we're dating back a little bit, but with the old Brexit thing, did you have a bit of a strong uh, opinion on that then? I've got a bit of an embarrassing story about this. I'll be honest. Okay, let's so, go to so, that. So I, I was 50-50 for Brexit. Okay. Okay. Um, I actually didn't vote for 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 our, for our business side of it. I thought it was more important to remain. But on a personal level, because of immigration, um, I wanted to leave. <clears throat> so I didn't vote. I was on the fence. Um, but I, I, I'm on Twitter as well. Um, I don't use Twitter as a social media platform very much. I just I use Twitter for information. I follow all of the all of the roads policing groups around the UK. Um, and and for me, it just is if you if, if there is something that is mega happening anywhere in the world right at the second twitter is where you'll get the information first um and and so 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 but i drunkenly i put I, someone someone commented something about brexit and i and i and i put a comment on there saying um that i can't wait for us to leave um and i think it was something that um katie hopkins or nigel farage put and and i just commented and and i don't know how it's about it was it was like year, it was years ago but somebody screenshotted that and i was on the i'd done an interview for the bbc and um, and I was on the BBC like in the middle of January, and I said, look, I've n- we've never had it so tough as what we've had it now. We're they're trying to cross the channel is a disaster. We're losing an absolute fortune, and 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 it and it's and it's, it's a nightmare. And someone someone put um, put a picture of my tweet from however many years ago, and a picture of me on the BBC um, on, on the BBC, and said how how it was and how it's going. So, <clears throat> but it wasn't even it wasn't even a tweet that I actually put on. It was just a comment to someone else's tweet. So wow. that. That really was the first sort of, uh, that was back in January. And that was when I first realized that what I say and what I type can have consequences. Mm -hmm. Um, And it did make me look a little bit foolish. I was a little bit embarrassed by it, but in in the next breath, I was like, oh, fuck it. It it, it is what it is. But I was sort of of arguing. I I argued back a little bit. Then I was muting the tweets and I was blocking people. And I was like, I didn't give a shit. It it is what it is. I can't take back what I said. Um, But I was, it's just some, 
just some young lad that that found it and then he sent it to especially loads of Irish people. Loads of Irish people were sending it to me and 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 every time I put a comment on Facebook, uh, somebody was posting this picture of this meme, um, which is making me look a bit stupid. So it was. Um, yeah, it, it did give me a bit of a lesson. So whenever I, whenever I post anything now um, on Facebook, I always think, who could this possibly offend? What I'm going to type now, who could this upset? Um, most of the time, what I put on is, um, is, is, is just interesting, but occasionally I do type things and then nah, that, that, that could cause some issues afterwards. So, but normally is no fucks given it is sometimes <laughs> I, so sometimes i post things and or oh, this is a bit close to the bone but i I've, I've posted stuff on facebook about our achievements about our failures um things that things that go disastrously wrong and and um but a lot of the a lot of it is is that we've got interesting work uh, we've got a nice fleet of vehicles um we definitely treat our drivers um differently i am so so fed up with how drivers are treated especially with distribution centers and goods in staff and um security guards i just honestly i'm sick to the back teeth of it and and every time every time uh, a driver gets into a situation with a security with a security guard i just say to the driver just if you keep your calm i will deal with it but once the driver loses his shit and he starts arguing and he verbally abuses them or threatens them that's it i can't i can't I can't yeah. get the, the argument back to our advantage once that has happened. I say, I say to the drivers, just let me deal with it. If, tell me what, what's been said. See if you can get the guy's name and, and, and I will deal with it through the, through the right channels. And I, and I really will. I, I, I thrive for, for pulling people up on their rudeness. Um, yeah. I, and <clears throat> that leads me, Pete, that leads me quite on to, has it been your most popular Facebook post, the Sainsbury's one about the rude person yeah, oh, yeah, being definitely. rude? Is, it, is, is that sort of the biggest one? Because I saw that recently. That's probably about the time we started chatting, weren't it? Um, yeah. Trying I've to get you on the few... podcast. Talk to me a bit about that Sainsbury's gig for those that may not have seen it. What, what, what happened there? Well, so it was seven o'clock in the morning. We had a guy that was on his way from from mid Wales to Bury St. Edmunds with a full load of hanging lamb to go to Waitrose. So a supermarket delivery, if you like. But obviously my, my lads are away for two weeks at a time. They obviously got to stop and get shopping and, and they can't, nobody can afford to stop and get their shopping in services um, anywhere on the side of the road that is mega expensive. You know what it's like if you pull into any service area on, on the motorway, how, how much it costs for, for a bottle of water and, uh, and, and an ice cream. So, so he just, and I'm surprised he actually got it into the, into the car park because most, most supermarket car parks are pretty narrow to get in in the first place. But he, he, he parked in the Sainsbury's in Coventry, which is an, it's like a superstore. They share the car park with, with the range and something else. And, and it is huge. It's hundreds and hundreds of spaces. And just, just some local busybody just, just sent me a, uh, a message saying how, how, dis, how disgusted he was and the, the driver should do the shopping in his own time. Um, so I just I, I I enjoy situations like that. I uh, I just just I just thought about it for ten minutes and it's just normal. I'm quite instinctive. I just sort of I sort of start typing and it just goes from there. I don't I don't really think about what I'm going to type. It just sort of comes to me as I'm typing and and then the guy replied and I replied back and I put a few screenshots on Facebook and it's um the the post the post has been. It's had 30,000 likes, 18,000 shares, and it's been seen by four and a half million people. Um, <clears throat> I had, I had all, all different news agencies and media companies message me about it, um, and I didn't make any money off it. I wasn't interested in making any money off it. Um, but it was uh, it just, I, I, I spoke to one media company, and that, then I told them all the information about it, and then they just distributed it, and, and it went all over the world. Um, I, had, I was in the office um, in the afternoon and the phone rang and it came up with a 0061, which I know is Australia. I've got a brother that lives in Australia. And, um, and I answered the phone and I thought it was my brother. And it wasn't. It was just a random guy in Australia that saw it on Facebook and he just wanted to ring me just to say how, how funny he thought it was. Um, I had messages from all over, loads of messages from America, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, um, and yeah, it was, um, it was, a it was, I just, I, I, I enjoy that sort of shit. I really do is, um, and, and if anyone, if, if anyone was to, um, send me any message that I, I'm always polite with what I reply and never, I, I would, 
I, I wouldn't. I, I think you need to win an argument with with wit and sarcasm and intellect rather than aggression and and verbal abuse. That doesn't. I can do that as well. There is that side of me as well, but uh, I prefer the other way. And and people love it. We um, I have because we're part because we're based right next to memory services. Um, our, our trucks are in and out the services. Occasionally, we, we sneak in and out the back way, and um, which is which is everyone else does it. But um, and occasionally we get fines from the trucks being in the services too long. So I've had five so far, and I've appealed all five with a with a similar witty letter, and and all five of them have been overturned. I, the last one I sent Park and I an invoice for a hundred pound for my time, but and they wrote back to me to say that um, uh, as I've not entered a contract with them, they will not honour the invoice and ask me for a credit. So, um, so <clears throat> yeah, so it's just I'm I'm, <laughs> I I'm, I'm I'm surprised I actually get time to do stuff like that. I'll be honest, I'm yeah. just with, with what I do on a day to day basis is just it's it's, it's quite intense to be honest. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think um, the, the the Sainsbury's the Sainsbury story really. <laughs> caught people's attention because of the driver situation at the minute and the way the way the general public will view the profession as it is with transport and that they can be a pricks about it so yeah. talk to me a bit if you don't mind are you, are you happy to talk about sort of the driver yeah. shortage and that sort of thing is it pay related or is it the way people are treated what, what what's your opinion on and how do you feel about it Pete? i feel quite strongly i'll be honest for for at the minute we are in a in a balance really of of um just tr- for, for 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 me i would say the way to keep a driver is not what you pay them is how you treat them um, ultimately pay is the most important thing for any person but it's not the only reason why people will work for a certain company for what they pay we pay our drivers i would say the going rate for european work we cannot compete with a company that pays on an hourly rate we we try and make all of our profit from transport where tesco's make all of their profit from their stores any supermarket so so they if if they have got a shortage of drivers they're not offsetting their wages for their truck drivers against their transport costs is they would just put their the consumer will ultimately pay anyway so that the people now i didn't i had a mess a driver sent me a whatsapp today with a picture of a company that is offering 40 pound an hour and i replied with get me an application form as well then um but it is listen we can't compete with that we're not going to even try and compete with that and if any of our drivers will try and back us into a corner or hold us to ransom i'm sorry but you, you, you where we are is where we are um mm-hmm. we i i would like to think we pay our drivers the right money we treat them properly. We treat them with respect. We give them the best equipment and we do really good work. Um, and I, I know people that would drive a rusty wheelbarrow for a thousand pound a week. And I know people that would drive a V8 Scania for 250 pound a week. Uh, and I think they're both mad. Um, it is, it's a, it's a balance of everything. For, for me, the companies that are paying outrageous wages at the minute is because they are such wankers to work for in the first place. And they are now reaping what they sow. Um, I've been to places before I've, I've been I went to a place a few weeks ago to do a delivery and as you walk in the office there is a massive sign on the door no drivers allowed in this office I, I think that's outrageous I honestly I just I, I, I met one of my drivers last week to change trailers and um, I was there 10 minutes before him and I had him breakfast and a cup of coffee in the, in the Chippenham truck stop waiting for him when he got there and he's like have I got time yeah there's always time for a coffee there's always time for a sandwich um, and that is we had really sad news that we had a, a driver that used to work for us he hasn't worked for us for three years um he, he died of he died last week of a covid related illness he had a lung infection and um and and he hasn't worked for us for three years but me and me and ray we are really cut up about it he was our best driver for probably 12 years when we were when we were really flourishing from from going from the haulier that we were to the hanging meat haulier which we got into by accident which is another interesting story but we um and 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 i put a post on our facebook page about this driver called mark that worked for us for a long time he come on my stag weekend when i got um in dublin when i got married and 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 i would class him as a as a mate as well as a driver and he really was he really was a top guy and um he's a sort of old school driver that whatever problems he faced when he was away he would overcome them he, if he had a puncture he had a 
a brake chamber gone or he had he had mm. a he had a rejected pallet. He 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 would normally solve it before I even had to get involved. And um he left us because he didn't want to work the unsociable hours that we was that we were still working, but he still Fair left enough, on good terms. Yeah. And um but it's it, it's the, the, the industry is savage. Um do I think drivers are worth a thousand pounds a week? No, no, I don't. Um, but as a driver, your aim is to get the maximum money for the minimum effort. And as an employer, you want to get the maximum effort for the minimum money. And you need to get you need to get a happy balance where everyone is satisfied, and then go and, and then go from there. But uh, we 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 cannot afford to compete with companies that are paying the outrageous wages like this. And I do believe that if they treated their drivers properly in the first place, they, they, they then they would have drivers. It is the key, the key is how you treat them, how you speak to them. It's not what you pay them. The money is a massive, massive factor in it. And that is ultimately why people go to work. But I, I wouldn't work for somebody that, that treated me like I was just a number. Hi, it's Pete from Flagship Partners. We're really proud to sponsor a Half Dozen Things podcast. At Flagship Partners, we take road safety really seriously and we're your road safety partnership. We help transport companies with compliance and training across their businesses, including first aid, driver CPC and other transport management services. So if your fours are accredited or you want to improve your, improve your operator compliance risk score, give Flagship Partners a call today. No, that's, that's, and I wouldn't expect my drivers. I had a driver come into the office today. As soon as he walked through the door, I've drawn a cup of tea, mate. I made him a cup of tea. And that, and that is how we are. Um, it is, if, if, if drivers need anything from me, I would do it. I would do everything I can to make sure it happens. If they said, oh, mate, I need an early finish for this. I need a late start for that. Or can you get me back in the week for this? It's difficult with the type of work we do on long distance work. I, I've got drivers that <clears throat> love going to Italy. I've got drivers that hate going to Italy. I've got drivers that love Spain. I've got drivers that love Germany. And, and I will always try and factor that into my planning because a driver that's happy is a productive driver. Um, I've got drivers that want to go as far away as possible. I've got drivers that don't like going far. I've got drivers that love doing night work, drivers that don't really like the night work, but they'll do it. And sometimes it doesn't work. And you've got a driver that doesn't really like nights going on nights and a driver that doesn't like Germany going to Germany. But I try, if I can, to plan all the work that people enjoy. If you've got a driver on a job that is really enjoying what he's doing, he will overcome any obstacle that, that is thrown in front of him. If you've got a driver that's doing a job that he hates, he's got a problem, he'll just sit there and wait for you to sort it out. Um, and that and that is that's just my style of planning. Um, I know I know all of my drivers personally. I know what they like. I know what they don't like. Um, I know what they're capable of. Um, I know I know how hard you can push them because the job that we're in is push, push, push. Sometimes we're, when 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 it's hanging meat, um, we are we now have to factor in delays in Calais with clearing customs. So like whereas, but our customers still expect it done in the same in the same time frame. So I had a driver the other week that was going chipping out, and he had seven, he had a four hour delay to cross the channel, and then another five hour delay in customs because they were. Short or vets um and and it is it is difficult to to to, to get around it but it is and and it is a stressful job and it is mm. if, if 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 a driver's having a if the, if the driver's at it we're always really open with our drivers if you if you've got a grievance and you want to air it that's fine we will listen to it might not agree to you but we will let you have your say um, and then we will discuss it afterwards and i've worked out over the years it's taken me i would i would like to say that i have got a good style of management <clears throat> mm. um but it's taken sounds me a long like it sounds like it uh, Pete, to be fair it, it took me a long long time to get it right there it really did um mm. obviously when i was first started working from for, for ray i was in my early 20s and all the drivers were older than me and they'd all been there and done it and i was still and ray sort of threw me in at the deep end um he was like <clears throat> it started off with oh, i'm just gonna nip out for an hour here's the phone i'm just gonna nip out for a couple of hours here's the phone or i'm not coming until lunchtime tomorrow and it just sort of grew from there and and mm. i like a challenge and I, and and, uh, and I, I like just to get on with it and um and and it, and it just we t we took a planner on a guy called noel uh, his name was noel minchin some listeners might know him he is uh he's, he's dead now unfortunately but he was the oracle of transport it doesn't matter where the job was or what type of trailer he would have done it at some point and he knew more about transport than me and Ray put together. He, but he couldn't manage drivers and he couldn't handle the stress. So we we would find him at dinner time and he'd be like six points of Stella in in the pub around the corner. And just like, I just can't cope and I'm gonna feel like I'm I'm gonna have a heart attack. And um and he, so even though he knew so much about transport, be, uh, being able to manage the drivers and put that all together is 
is is is different. It doesn't matter how Thanks much you know. Yeah. yeah, if you if you if you can't manage it, like oh, I'll just just constantly every day i'll get problems every single day i will have a driver that misses a ferry or or a pallet rejected or a fridge that's broken down or or a puncture um and it is just just prioritizing the problems and just just dealing with them as you go um Mm. it is very very rarely i will have a day where everything is smooth very rare it it doesn't happen it it just it doesn't happen in what we do but but every day's interesting. Every day's different, right? Um, <clears throat> Listen, I get to work, and it's like a whirlwind, and then the, and it's like time to go home again. It is. Yeah. It is. I I love my job. I love working for my dad. Sometimes it gets too much. Sometimes I just need to like get get twenty minutes, half an hour away from my phone. Um, and and be, I, I occasionally I do. You know when you get like a writer's block. Um, I get that with with because all of my planning is just it's, I don't even write anything down. You might think this is bizarre. I've got twenty five trucks on the road at the moment, and I don't write anything down. Wow, that's all. It's every bit of it. Is I've got a wow. diary which I take with me, and it's got um, it's got all my pin numbers in, which I, I can say to my phone. Having a diary with you is old hat. I don't, but I literally. Uh, Ray goes. Ray doesn't like it because he writes everything down. But yeah. I, I, I've literally got. I could I could recite every truck going backwards what they've done from today going back the last three or four weeks job by job wow. without without even thinking about it um but it is I, I should write it down it would be better if i write it down but it's because i'm on the move a lot it's just i just i just remember it. i just wow. we're, we're we are working for all of the major the not all but a lot of the major meat abattoirs in 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 the uk um, and they all have different requirements and we go to different countries and they all require different train types of trailers with different meat hooks and rail systems and it's just something I just, I, I forget where my keys are. I forget where my phone is. Um, I, I, I drove to my, I, I drove to a house, uh, but I, I moved house uh, a year ago. And, and a couple of times on the way home from work, I drove to the, my old house um, rather than coming to my new one. So I do forgetful, stupid things like that. My, my wife will, like, I'll walk down the stairs and my wife say, you want to turn the light off? And I just forget crazy things like that. But when it comes to work, I am on the ball. Yeah, sounds fascinating, mate. Sounds fascinating. I'm. I think that's incredible that you remember it all. Um, you said you said that it was an interesting story how you got into abattoir work and doing the uh, doing the the meat work. Talk to me about that. Well, we used to we we used to work uh, alongside a company from West Sussex. I, I'm probably not going to mention their name. I think it'd be a bit disrespectful, but we used to work alongside a company from West Sussex, and they had financial problems, and um, and and Ray rang them up. Because uh, he heard about it. This was a long time ago. I was actually on holiday in Spain when this happened. It happened so quickly. And uh, Ray, Ray rang the company up and said, uh, I've, I've, I've heard something financially. you got issues. If you want to sell or, or you need any help, then, then give us a call. Um, and um, there's a no, no, everything's fine. Everything's fine. And then um, at, at the following day, we had, a, we had a call from the guy that he said and said, look, we, we have got issues. Um, if you're interested in taking the business on, then you need to come down and see us today. So Ray jumped in the car, head off, and um, and when 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 he when he got there, he, he took his he took our accountant with him. But when he got there, it was the, the company was was in ruins. It was it's, somebody had sort of bought the company out and then sort of stripped them and left them high and dry and took the money out of the business. There, yeah, yeah it, was, it was it was quite a naughty thing to do, but a long time mm. ago. And um, and when um, <clears throat> and when Ray got there. Um, all they said to Ray was, look, we don't want we don't want to let our customers down and we don't want our drivers to lose out. And all they did was divert their phone to our office. That's all they wow. did. And that and they and they had a fleet of 15 trucks with with quite a lot of trailers. And we had never done hanging meat before. Ray had done hanging meat uh, as a driver years ago, mm-hmm. but we, we had never done hanging meat before. And then suddenly we had our own like 15 trucks at the time, probably. And then within with within just them diverting their phone to us, the phone started to ring, jungle drums started to beat, and then the phones were absolutely crazy. And I was on holiday with my wife at the time. I was I was in Spain. Um, but they they had drivers that were on the way with hanging meat that were waiting for reload details that were on the way back. And and like wow. they just sort of, they just sort of ceased to trade. So we we sort of inherited um we sort of inherited the business um didn't cost us anything but we had to deal with all of the aftermath of what had happened um and it was it was chaotic like even the customer even their customers didn't know um mm. and they were on the we were answering but we we're at my office was answering the phone watch transport and they're like who 
who who are you? And it's like, well, long story. And we had to just repeat the story over and over again. But that sort of got our foot in the door. Um, we sort of amalgamated the two companies, um, got rid of the work that the shit work that we had and got rid of the shit work that they had and, and just started to build it from there, if you like. Um, but right. yeah, that, that, that was, we, we got into the meat game, but one, one thing about Ray is, he is, he has got big balls. He is very brave. He has made some gutsy decisions over the years. And I'm like, really? That's fucking outrageous. But he is, um, I've, I've never known a bloke that is, uh, that will have a go like, like, like Ray will have a go. Um, he can see, he can see the, he can see the, 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 the light at the end of the tunnel and 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 he will have a go for it so um but we we took those drivers on and we paid them everything that they were owed what all the money that they had lost we paid <laughs> but trying to sort them like the money out from who owed them money and now owed us money and uh, they had half their fleet was rental trucks half of them were financed and the trade the trailers were all owned by a company in Ireland so they are only renting the trailers so we had the tra- we had the trailers for we just thought we'd just keep them until someone contacts us. So um, it was about it was about three weeks later. We had a call from an Irish guy, and he said, "Oh, he said, oh, I believe you've got our trailers." So he said, "Yeah." We, we said, "Look, we, we we he said you want to rent them off us? Not no, we don't. We want to buy them, but we don't want to rent them." And then um, they said, "Okay, we'll send someone over." And a couple of days later, uh, we 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 our yard was on a runway. And it was, um, I heard this noise and I, I, I'm a bit of a petrol head. I, lo- I like fast cars and I heard a noise and I looked out and there was a bright orange Lamborghini pulling down, oh, nice. co- coming down the runway. And this young lad, he was probably, I don't know, 21, got out with this bright orange Lamborghini and we, and we, and he was part of this uh, consortium, this business over in Ireland. Um, not someone you'd want to fuck about with. Um, but, <laughs> no, so, but, but we, we, we bought all the trailers off from there and then, um, and um and 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 it sort and it sort of grew from there. So it is it's, it was a great thing to happen to us. But how instinctive of Ray just to make the phone call the day before to say that if you need any help or you're looking to sell out, then 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 get in touch with us. And we we had, we had a fairly decent business before, but it wasn't the the niche market that that we're into now. Amazing. I think that's I think that's absolutely brilliant, mate. What a story as well. Do you have any issues with like you know the vegetarian activists and all that sort of stuff like? welfare or anything yeah yeah i've got i've got a driver that's in smithfield market now that is unloading meat that we bought in from ireland and um there's a there's a forklift driver that works in smithfield market he's an old guy he's been there for years and um and i called him today to say look because we have to pay him cash to unload and um and i called him today to say look what what time are you starting tonight And, and he just and he told me he said he said um he said i'll be there at six to unload your truck um, he said, but make sure you park here, otherwise you're going to have grief because of the, the extinction rebellion or or whatever it is, a climate rebellion or whatever side they're fighting for this week. Because they were um, because they were protesting at the Guild Hall last night, and they and they were on about coming over to Smithfield. But um, I think they were S- Sunday night was closed in Smithfield because of the, because of the uh, bank holiday. But uh, they were expecting trouble last night, but they didn't get any. But we have been in Smithfield before with grief, but we don't get the same sort of grief as like the livestock hauliers get when they when they when they try and stand in front of the lorries at um, at, uh, at the at the docks when they ship out when they used to ship out yeah. livestock. But uh, so no, we don't really get we don't really see that. Once the, the doors are locked on the trailer, it could be anything in there. It uh, yeah. nobody knows uh, if you if you if you're a livestock vehicle, it's pretty hard to hide what you're carrying. But course, with, yeah. with 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 our refrigerated trailers, we could we could be carrying absolutely anything. So we yeah. don't we don't we don't see any of that, unfortunately. Yeah, got you. One of the questions I wanted to meant to ask you is um, a lot of a lot of hauliers go for like the old sign written matching vehicles, colours, that kind of thing. One of the things that's impressed me about your fleet is that you, you have whatever colour, right? Yeah, What's, we like. Yeah, you just we, mix it up. Well, we like we like variety. Um, at the minute, I've got six grey DAFs. I've got a white DAF. We have got uh, three blue Volvos. We've got two red Scanyas. We've got a a red and black Scania. We've got a couple of white Scanias, a couple of orange Scanias. Um, yeah, we do, uh, we do like variety and, 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 and we, we buy a lot of our trucks brand new and we could keep them all the same color. Um, we could say we, we want all red or, but yeah, we, um, yeah, same with our trailers. We've got Gray and Adams trailers. We've got Smith's trailers. We've got um, majority of our trailers are Shrew, our favorite trailer to be honest, but we don't, we don't want all our eggs in the same basket. We've got serious yeah. issues at the minute with, with our, uh, 
with our local with our home dealer for our most popular branded truck um so much that it is is making us not want to buy anymore um just because of the terrible service that we're getting from them do you know do you know my, my background i worked for volvo once upon a time for a long period of time is that well, is that is that you're having issues with <clears throat> No, it's Scanyard. Oh, is it? Oh. Yeah, it <laughs> just, is, um, just say how it is, Pete, to be fair. Well, we, they're all we, different we, across uh, the country, though, aren't they? You know, yeah, you go to one yeah, in one, one part of the country and they're amazing, and then you're going to go somewhere else and they're knobheads. So, so we, we spent half a million pound on three Scanyards, three S650, brand new. They were, well, half £450,000 um, on, on three brand new S650s. And the problem with the type of work that we do, I cannot pinpoint where my drivers are going to be in a few weeks' time. Our work, they could be on the way to Italy. They could be on the way to Portugal. The job might go wrong. They may not even get home. Um, so when I when we buy our trucks, we say to the service providers, because we take out a three-year R&M contract with all the inspections and maintenance and breakdowns, and, um, and we say to them, you need to be flexible with us when our trucks need to come in for, for the inspections. Um, because... I, it's very difficult for us to say, yeah, we'll be with you at four o'clock on a Friday afternoon to drop the truck off. The driver might not get back till three o'clock on a Saturday morning it is if he's coming in from Europe. So it's, um, I, I, I rang Daff in Swindon, our local dealer, um, last week. And I said, I've got five trucks that this week, because we had them all at the same time, which are five trucks that are, all need the inspections. And they said, how soon can you get them into us? I said, I can get one in today at dinner time. I'll get one in at five o'clock. I'll have two in tomorrow. I'll get one in Saturday morning. And the other one will be in Tuesday morning, six o'clock. And all six, I picked the last one up this morning from Daff at um, eight o'clock when it was finished all of them done and they could not be more welcoming they could not be more accommodating there is um Shepton Mallet Truck Fest this weekend and Daff are taking one of our trucks down there one of the recent ones that they supplied uh, truck truck shows are not really our thing to be honest um yeah. but they, they've asked if they can take one and I said yeah but uh, I had an email from from Scan from Scania last week well I, I messaged them say look these trucks all need to be done as soon as possible and they emailed me back saying maybe you should try looking at other depots <clears throat> where we they were the ones that sold us these trucks for a lot of money um promised us the earth when we sold them don't get me wrong the trucks to drive are unreal they are it's like driving a rolls royce they are that nice so the v the the, the s gen v8 scanners um to drive for me are just amazing um i like driving all of our trucks i don't mind driving the das or drive the volvos but if i go to the yard and there is a choice of lorry to drive it will be a 650 scanner without a doubt <clears throat> um but we just cannot get the backup from from these people um with 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 the help that we need to 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 with R&M to repair and maintain so it's um it is frustrating for us when their product is 50% more than 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 the DAFs that we bought so um I, I was today I was very close to putting a um a big post on Facebook about their service um yeah. Ray, and and I spoke to Ray about anything that's a little anything that's really edgy I would, I would, I would say to Ray, I'm going to post this. What do you think? And he said to me today, he said, that although I'd like to, like, if we have a truck that is broken down and we need their help, they could, they could, like, they could cause us problems. So he said, I'll leave, leave it for now. But I'm just fed up with. I, I had a driver that was in Portsmouth last week, and he had half a day of time to to spare. <clears throat> and I rang up um, Volvo in in Fair. Uh, sorry, I rang up Scania in Fairham. Um, no too busy Scania in uh, Southampton no too busy Swindon too busy uh, Avonmouth too busy I had one down in Kent as well rang all the depots they, they just it's just a no it's just a yeah. it's just a not that but, but Volvo in Swindon I can't speak highly enough of them Daff in Swindon can't speak highly enough of them but we are just very unfortunate to have Scania Swindon as, as our home dealer because they're useless they are it's, it's like it's like that however many vehicles come through their door, they're going to earn the same money at the end of the month. So it doesn't matter. More, more trucks means more work, means more stress, more pressure. And they're just like, they, they just can't be fucked to look after us. And fair enough, we've not got a massive <clears throat> volume of trucks, scanner-wise, but the ones we have got are absolutely top of the range and cost us a fortune. And, um, and they promised us the earth when they sold us these trucks. And, and I would say as a, for, for, our social media platforms I, I would say we have done a lot of good for scania pr um it is it, uh, uh, over the years i would say we've done a great deal of good for scania for, for scania as, as a brand but they just don't seem to give a shit i'll be honest 
yeah that's yeah that's no good mate particularly when you're doing what you need to do to push and pull and make stuff happen and what have you if people can't look after you in the same way it's frustrating isn't it well i know i know there is i know there is other dealers that will probably be absolutely fantastic it's just a shame that we're not located next to one of them yeah no i get it mate i get it what's what's the issue with truck fest then pete just i I just um I, i went to peterborough a few years ago um, we had two yeah. trucks on, we had two trucks on the Kelsa stand and, mm. um, and I was just, it's just too commercialized for me. Um, yeah. the, the, the drivers that want to go there and get pissed with their mates and have a laugh. Yeah. That for me is what it's all about. Yeah. The, 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 the show trucks turning up on low loaders that have been, that have been off the road for three months and polished and, and 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 they're being passed off as a working truck i just think is all bullshit but listen each to their own if that's if, if these people want to want to spend all year polishing a truck and take it to a truck show best of luck i've got I, i've not i've not got anything against those people but i just you, you see these trucks turn up on low loaders that are being passed off as a working truck and it's and it's always interesting how how someone's brand new lorry is coincided with with being put on the road two days before Peterborough and 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 it goes and wins first prize. I think I think it's all a fix. I think the big the big players, your, your WH Malcolms and your and your people like that. I, I think everybody knows who's going to win before they even go there. there. There is some pretty amazing trucks, but for me, it's it's too commercialised. Uh, I I would say your smaller shows where people just want to get pissed and have a laugh. That that for me, what Truck Fest is all about. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter if you're driving a 650 Scania or if you're driving a CF DAF. If you take pride in it and you want to have a laugh with your mates, that for me is what Truck Show is all about. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I'll, I, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. Like um, I've exhibited at Truck Fest, and I, it, it might sound like I'm being a bit personal about them as well. But you know, they set right. And I, I don't know if you know this or whether you like this or not, but they set a minimum price to their food distributors who are there as yep. to how low they can go. So when, when everyone goes and they get stung in the pocket with like their hot dogs or their cans or what have you, it's only because the company that are organising it are telling them you can't charge less than two quid for a can. You can't charge less than this. Yeah. The, the bloody ice cream, the bloody ice cream van next to me, he reckoned he'd paid three grand to have yeah. his ice cream van there. That's a lot. That's a lot of fucking ice cream, isn't it? Yeah, I've, I've the Western Beach race is the same. They've they've over commercialized it, and they take the piss. And it's like six quid for a hot dog and six quid for a burger. And um, and I can remember going a few years back and saying, "Why is it so expensive? Like you you was at the, you was at Western Carnival last week, and 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 the hot dogs were three quid each." And he's like, "Because of how much they have to pay to put yeah. their to put their hot dog van on the beach." Yeah. He said, "That's so a we're now we're making our money on top of that." So it, it's it's not it's it's not for the working class people at all it's too too expensive too over commercialized and and i'll be honest i i what monday to friday is work 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 weekends is just family really for me yeah, yeah. Um, and motocross yeah well not so much anymore my my oldest daughter is 13 and um and when she was born i was like right that's my motocross i was never any good anyway i was okay i was a i was a good average but i've got i've got um i've got five older brothers and three of them were very good and and then my younger brother ben he's 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 my younger brother ben is better than me and all my brothers were even at our best um because my dad has had the time and the money and the resource to to spend on it and um mm. like we, we when when we were kids when we were kids and we were racing uh we'd, we'd all share the same bike we couldn't afford a bike each so we'd share one so so one of my brothers would do their race and then they'd get to the finish line and then the next brother would put some petrol in it and jump on it and change swap helmets because we share the same helmets and uh and, um, and 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 then and then on on to the next race and hope and hoping that you didn't have a bike failure because if you did have a bike failure then the next brother would miss would miss the next with his race and um, but my 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 little brother now he has got two of the best bikes and all the, all the equipment but as my dad said back then he couldn't afford it but now he can so why not is, um, exactly and, yeah. and 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 you and Ray have worked fucking hard for it, right? So why not? Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. It. Listen, I don't want to take any credit for what my dad's built up. I, I've been a big part of it, but ultimately, is he, he was work, he was running it for twenty years before I joined. Uh, I probably, I've I, I've given him a semi-retirement life, if you like, 
because literally yeah. he comes and goes as he pleases. He if he wants to stay, he moved into a new house a couple of years ago, which which needed a massive amount of work, and and it takes a lot of his time. Um, so he spends a lot of time at home. He spends a lot of time away in his motorhome, and then and then he drives whenever whenever he wants to. Really, I I. I I could ring him up at 10 o'clock at night and say, well, I've got a problem tomorrow. And he could be, he'll jump in a truck at two, three o'clock in the morning and go to work. And, and, and I would do the same. However, it's difficult for me to plan and drive. Because um, mm. my, my phone, the good thing now is you've got Apple Play, so you can talk to your phone and my phone can read. I do everything on WhatsApp. It's such a great tool to, mm. um, to communicate with the drivers. Um, so I send the drivers all their instructions on WhatsApp. When they stop, they read it all. Um, but with with the new trucks, with the Apple Play, but all of our DAS and all of our scanners have all got have all got um, the Apple Play system. So literally, someone sends you a WhatsApp, it just reads out to you, um, and then you can re- you can reply with voice commands. It is, and when the drivers stop, they pick up any of the picture messages I send them with, with, with all of their details. It has. I can remember years ago, I had to send the drivers everything by text message using an old Nokia phone, and they'd have they'd have like eight collections of fucking wine in, in Italy, and and it would take me an hour to type it. Um, now it's just screenshot, just 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 cross, just pixel out the, the rate. Drivers don't need to know that, what jobs pay, and just um, just pixel out the rate, screenshot it, send it over. Um, and it is, it's, it, yeah, technology has definitely made the job easier. Drivers says drivers from yesteryear say that technology has ruined the job, but not in my opinion. It is it has helped the job. We haven't got trackers on the trucks to to make the drivers. To make the drivers fear anything, um, we have got trackers on the trucks as as security for our investments um, to let the customers know when the, where their delivery is without even hassling the driver. So I will have I will have multiple messages and calls a day. So I, I'm in a we do a lot of work to Italy, and um, I'm in a WhatsApp group with about a dozen people from the UK and to Italy, and and um, and they can they can send me messages. Oh, can you let us know where WTS 22 is and what time he's going to be at the delivery point in Milan? And I'll just look on the tracker, screenshot it, send it the picture to the group, um, and 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 say he's, he's this is where he is. He's on the Milan Ring Road, and the, and that is without even speaking to the driver. So it allows me to let the drivers get on with their job and I get on with my job. My drivers know that if they call me at one o'clock on a Sunday morning because they've got a massive problem, I will answer the phone straight away and deal with it. But they also know if if what they need from me, it can be dealt with in a message not to call me. I, I haven't got time to take thousands of calls. My, my phone is... It's unreal the amount of calls. Uh, probably every every call I take, I'll miss one, and I just can't go back to everyone. So the drivers know if it's textable, text me. But if they need, if a driver calls me, I know they need to speak to me. And then yeah. if I miss it, I'll, I'll call them back. But most of the communication between me and the drivers, probably ninety percent of the communication is just on WhatsApp. If I can go, the whole my lads do two weeks away at a time. So if they leave on a Monday and and I don't speak to them for the whole two weeks that they're away, that's a success. But the drivers, the drivers do need a, they do need a pat on the back and a well done, and and they do need the the conversation now and again. But they, my, my weeks, my I get more and more under pressure as the week goes on. The the on the Thursday Fridays is our critical days. Most of the export goes out on a Thursday and a Friday, so the start of the week I'm fairly fairly not so stress and then just the stress levels increase throughout the week goes on friday for me is always a tough day because on a monday i plan for a tuesday on a tuesday i plan for a wednesday but on a friday i plan for saturday sunday and monday making sure that the amount the, the amount of information i can give to all the drivers um for what they're doing over the weekend means that the the fewer calls i get when i'm at home on the weekend uh, my, yeah. my, I, I do get calls every weekend. I do get WhatsApps every weekend. But the more effort I put in on a Friday, the more that I can enjoy my weekend. But uh, you can have a problem at any point, any time. Like there could be a massive issue, which, which you've got to stop what you're doing and deal with straight away. Um, yeah. But it's just that, that that's transport. It can happen at any time. But yeah, yeah for my, if some of my drivers, like I've got drivers that hate contact. They're like really unsociable people. But um, and and I never speak to them, which is fine, which is absolutely fine. And I have got drivers that that, that, that they they're quite happy to take a phone call and have a ten minute chat. I passed a driver this morning. I, I went in to work earlier this morning. I passed a driver on the motorway. Give him a call. I had a chat with him for 10, 15 minutes, and I just think it like pumps their chest out a little bit, and and they enjoy that sort of thing. But we are definitely an approachable company, um, and and we do we do enjoy talking to the drivers. Um, just and 
I say to, I had a guy ring me today for a job and I chatted to him for about 10 minutes on the phone. And I said, I said that one thing we don't, we don't really do is employ people with attitude problems. Um, the job is the job is difficult enough as it is, and we sort of only want to work with people that enjoy what they do. Um, and it's like I've never been, I've, no one's ever said that to me before. Like in like sort of an interview process, I was like, okay, but we're we're not your average haulier by by any means. Um, it is just just work with happy drivers that enjoy their job and they do they do make it a lot easier. I, I've I've got a friend that I've got a, a lad that used to work for me. Um, now he works for a container company in Southampton he, and he worked for us driving a V8 scan all across Europe. He loved it, but he had uh, commitments at home, which meant he had to be home more. So, uh, so he took a job now. He earns, he earns really, really good money, but he said the slower he goes, the more he earns. Um, and he just said like the 12 days work that he does, he does, he does six days and then, then a 24 off and then five days. And, and, and he said he could probably get those, those, those 11 days work done in probably eight if he cracked on and worked how we used to work in. So I think people that drive their trucks on the motorway at 49 mile an hour and, uh, and their drivers are on a go slow, especially a container companies, I just think is a, a false economy. I just think the reason they have to pay so much, they, they could get so much more work done out of their drivers if they sped their trucks up to, 90 k's an hour and got their drivers to 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 do what normal drivers do there's um it's 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 ridiculous i think how some people um operate their companies but how they do it to theirs is it's it's their train set they can they can do what they want i just see it see it from my point of view yeah absolutely pete you've been an absolute gentleman mate we've i've had you over an hour mate so i really really appreciate you coming on and i know you got um, the, family. the family are probably knocking the door down wanting you to have a bit of time with your mate so i i can i, really I can smell it. i i can smell dinner cooking i th- I, I, th- I think it's some beef that fell off the back of a lorry <laughs> <laughs> i love it mate you 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 enjoy your beef and thank you so much for coming along Pete. i really really appreciate you joining me on today's show mate thank yeah you I, I enjoyed it thanks very much cheers yeah you take care mate thank you I really hope you loved today's episode. And if you did, please make sure you subscribe and listen out for future episodes too. Please do share it across your social media channels. We hope to reach more and help more people. If you want to find out more about me, my name's Pete Rushmer. You'll find me across any social media channel and my business, Flagship Partners. And we're your partners in success across your business. Thank you. See you again soon.